Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put out important news. And with us today to discuss not one, not two, but three pieces of important news, Andrew Morton, CEO of Matri Health Technologies, trades on the CSC under MTEC, and for a friend in Europe on Frankfurt under D84. Uh, a lot of you are going to be new to the Matri story because we've just kind of started getting the word out. Here's what you need to know. When COVID hit 12 months ago, there's no supply chain in place to handle the parabolic. That's the only way to explain it. The parabolic surge of demand for PPE, that's personal protective equipment, masks, shields, tests, and all sorts of other things in that space. An industry of what I would call brokers with air quotes spawned overnight to fill the demand of buyers who are literally desperate and screaming, scrambling uh, for product. As you can imagine, that created some real issues with respect to sources and quality of supply and many instances of outright fraud. In Canada, news reports uh, highlighted how healthcare workers and businesses were either shortchanged on international orders or worse, shipped counterfeit or uncertified product uh, that put people at greater risk of exposure illness. Matri, more than just lip service, is a global platform for healthcare supply security. Their main focus to provide a reliable source of certified PPE uh, and testing solutions through an onshore, that's the important part, onshore manufacturing model, so they know where they're getting the stuff from. This model has led to the creation of uh, in what I would call innovative and industry-leading products, uh, including 3D-certified surgical masks, which I love, uh, patent-pending face shields, uh, some technology integration that's coming. I don't know how much we're able to talk about that. Uh, all the creating safer workplaces and communities. Andrew, welcome back, my friend. Great to be here. Thank you. Um, so you didn't put out one, not two, but three big press releases. So we're kind of we'll kind of go through them in reverse chronological order. The most recent one, uh, you were asked by the British Columbia Ministry of Jobs, Economic Recovery and Innovation, to join a government-supported trade mission. Uh, for the United Kingdom. Uh, why was Maytree chosen for an initiative of this much importance? Because I've got to assume you guys went through some pretty rigorous review in order to be a part of something this important. Well, you know, that's a great question. You know, the, 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 the ministry is what they're looking for innovative companies. You know, if you look at what's happening in the UK, they're in a little bit of a different place than we are here in Canada, unfortunately, for us, fortunately for them. Vaccinations are certainly at an all-time high. They're starting to see some light in the tunnel. However, they recognize in the UK that all of this doesn't stop. And they're trying to find organizations helping solve that problem in the UK. So when, you know, when they look at you know, the ministries and they look at these, these trade missions, when the, when the, when the government of the, of the UK looks, it looks at companies like countries like Canada, they're looking for innovations. I mean, they, we, anybody can ship the masks. They're looking for innovation, something a little different. And they're recognizing the same thing that we're seeing in other places. And what they're most interested in us about was actually more than just, you know, PPE and masks, but our strategy around workplace safety and getting the economy running again. Now, we'll get to the other press releases in a minute because that plays heavily into this, George. Yeah, but yeah. back to what they, you know, what, they, what they see in us and why we were selected, a lot of it has to do with our vision for total workplace safety. I mean, clearly you need to have a mask or a shield or that kind of thing in a, in a factory still, even if after you're vaccinated. I heard a story today, as a matter of fact, from one client who told us how people that have been vaccinated are starting to show up without masks and, and believing they don't have to be tested. None of that is the case. In fact, in some ways, those individuals are more dangerous. So there has to be some digital way to track 
the goings on within an organization. And what we're working towards and getting ready to make some announcements about is our digital platform that manages workplace safety. And to me, this whole concept of workplace safety is really what you know, the, the province sees in us. And, and I think what the ministers see in us, and without, without a doubt, the value we can bring to a country like the UK as at a distance, because delivering for them a software cloud that incorporates great PPE, but more importantly, incorporates better protocols, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and you're more than just PPE because you're providing the A to Z soup to nuts solution right, to workplaces and environments from, I'm assuming from contact tracing to the PPE to testing and all of that, uh, as, and, and, and it's all certified, which is, I don't know if there's anybody else like that that's got everything all together under one roof. Well, I, I think that's right. I think that the bigger piece of this is that organizations in general, this is all companies, there's a new term going around the industry, and we'll get to this in a sec, but it's RTO. And this is a new acronym. Now it's not reverse takeover like everybody in your channels probably knows about. Yeah but it's return to office. And this is a major thing. You know, in the United Kingdom, they are getting back to work slowly. Things are starting to open up, but now they have to manage this for the long-term. And what we get to do in the UK, in a lot of ways, if the right things happen there, is, is definitely start to sh show what we're capable of in that return to office or RTO initiatives for companies. And, and this is the starting of that. You know, the, the, the government's recognized They've got to start bringing ideas forward that can make a difference. And then that's, that's what our strategy is about. And looking, we can get into detail about that because one of our other press releases we'll talk about in a minute covers that. Yep. Uh, I want to just stay with this and then move on because this is great third-party validation of your business model. Letitia McDougall, who's from the BC Trade and Investment uh, Representative said, Maytree is an outstanding example of a homegrown, innovative company. It's business model to help keep people safe and organizations operating is very timely now and in a post-pandemic world. Uh, you know, what does it feel like to hear something like that from such a high, you know, such a high third-party quote at the end of the day? Great validation, no, no doubt. It's certainly an honor. At the same time, a, a tremendous amount of responsibility to make sure we deliver on all the things we're promising. You know, the whole goal of this is, you know, imagine if down the road where we have businesses running our software platform as their primary method to manage the goings on inside an organization, workers are tracked, not traced and followed around where they go and live, but just inside the organization. So we're starting to pull trends. It's a heavy responsibility, but we're definitely up to the task with the team we put together to be able to help companies in the UK, here in Canada and anywhere else be able to deliver safety. At any given time, an organization will know the goings on of you know, who's been tested, who hasn't been tested, who's been vaccinated and realistically who's had booster shots. And that, to me, is going to it's going it's going to keep all of us safe long term. And that, that's the real goal behind our business, our business model, and what we've evolved to, and what we're starting to announce, and what we're hiring for. And it's a great honor for them to recognize that. Up until now, uh, because of because of how you know how, how what we've been saying in my intros about how you've been uh, creating um, domestic sources, onshore you know onshore sources. So I've always looked at you guys as a North American company uh, mm -hmm. to, to, to deal with North America. So how, you know, how, how important is it to you to expand now beyond uh, domestic and into the UK and outside of the obvious, which is, yeah, it's a, another market to open up. But um, what does that say about the fact or like, are you going to are you going to source onshore in the UK as well in order to make this work? Or do you guys have such a good reputation now that as long as it's coming from Matrix on their platform, 
we trust the source, whether it's American, Canadian, or, or anywhere else? Well, I, I will say, you know, somewhat tongue in cheek, you know, being a Canadian and having a Canadian passport is not such a bad thing. Uh, we certainly have a good reputation, especially in the United Kingdom. They're a very close trading partner traditionally with Canada. Uh, we certainly are a Commonwealth country, so that's helpful. Uh, we would definitely see ourselves clear to stage production in the United Kingdom. That's something that they wanted to do. Uh, the real interest for us, though, if you look think about this, is really with the focus that we recognized in that you know, customers in the United Kingdom, whether they be governments or business, they need other other means to operate. You know, and when I say other means, that would mean you know, traceability inside the organization and be able to know, you know, at a, at a dashboard view, who's safe and who isn't inside the company. You know, that includes who's been wearing masks and shields, but even more importantly, who's been vaccinated and everything else. So, you know, to answer your question, yes, we would stage there. Uh, I would say that the, the attestation, if you will, is the best way of describing it, where somebody says, yes, I'm not sick, I have been vaccinated, I do, I, I followed everything I need to follow, I'm a safe worker, and I'm wearing a mask, you know, or maybe not. You know? And I think for us, you know, to be able to build there would be a, a, a real plus, and I, and I think that would be good for the, the, the economy in the United Kingdom. And it's clear they're looking to bring as much business onto the island as possible. They're, they're going through an independence right now, they're going through Brexit. I imagine industry is a really important thing to, for the British government. In conjunction with this, you announced, and typically you had somebody, you know, you had George, the advisory board, you know, not that big of a deal. Okay, smart guy, whatever, he's on an advisory board. Uh, but you made an advisory board uh, appointment and you appoint a new chief technology officer. So I'll, I'm going to go through those in reverse chronological order as well. So uh, the first one's April 12th. This is Andrew McCann, appointed chief technology officer. Uh, but his pedigree is unbelievable. Co-founder of DeviantArt, which went on to be acquired by Wix, uh, while DeviantArt was, you know, up running and under under his, you know, tutelage, I guess, over 40 million users, two billion page views per month. That's unbelievable scale. I would do anything for Agoracom to have two billion pages per, per month. Um, and he also built Sonic or Sonic, but I think it's you know Sonic with a QUE. But the more important thing is the world's second biggest desktop audio players. Um, so he's, he's explained to me, cause that's all, he's almost built for massive scale at a consumer level, you know, tens of millions of users, billions of page views. How does he fit in uh, to, to Matrix? Cause what is, what does he see? This is an amazing third party validation, but what does he see about how you guys are gonna scale? Well, scale is a key word. You know, we need to scale. So, you know, I, I mentioned RTO, return to office, as being this, this operative term. That, I mean, I wish I made that up. That actually came from a, a client of ours. And, the, and what they said was, look, we have, in their case, thousands and thousands of employees. We've got to figure out, this is what the organization said to us, we've got to figure out a way to very quickly scale so we have data and information on all of our workers. So this is something that we recognized very early on in our business, and that's why we're called Matrix Health Technologies, is because we always knew there was going to be a huge tech component to what we do. You know, the PPE and the materials, it's clearly how we launched, clearly what we're shipping, you know, clearly have very happy customers doing it. We're, we're in growth mode with all of that, but a much bigger thing that really has us in the next five, 10, 15 years as a society and an economy is managing workplaces safely. My, I certainly rec recognize, and I think it's acknowledged that within the next decade, unfortunately, we're probably going to see another pandemic. So what that means to companies that run, especially at scale, I got that operative word. Got to be ready. You got to have big data ready to respond. 
Yeah, exactly right. And if you have a company, I mean, think about a Fortune 100 company in the United States, you know, where there are, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of workers. Scale is key and data is key because data then translates into risk management and risk management translates into a much safer operation. You know, so one of the big studio heads told me straight out that on one shoulder, they, he has unions telling him, you know, are you keeping my people safe? On the other shoulder, the studio head of one of the big Hollywood studios told me that he has insurance companies saying, okay, so what's happening with our investors' money? Because for them, a shutdown at a movie studio is anywhere between 200000 to $2 million per day. Diabolical. Which, well, so, so how can they afford to have a shutdown? If they can sit there with a centralized platform and at scale with you know, sets in New York and Atlanta and Australia and you know, Vancouver and everywhere else, they can sit there and have predictability and some idea of what's going to happen any given day and start predicting measures so they can move resources before there's a problem and detect pr trouble. That's positive. So a guy like Andrew comes into the field, the full Andrew McCann, like we're both Andrews now. So yep, we have, yep. we're looking for one more Andrew if we can find him. So to fill out our, our executive team, we always say we like to joke around about that because it's also, he's an Andrew M and he, so Andrew said to me flat out, you know, he, he recognizes the need for data management and really, this becomes at some point the ability to do artificial intelligence, which takes a while to do. I think AI is a way overused term. You need that data. You need to fill the tank of data before you can do that. But his mind is capable of that kind of thing. You know, DDNR, you know, I let him speak for himself around that, but he, they built a tremendous business that was global. Uh, they were one of the earliest social networks, and they had a, what I would call a little bit higher level than a cult following, but they're very well known. And having come out of Sonic, where he developed one of the earliest MP3 players, that's a significant technical background. Um, and I'm going to presume that when you're out there talking to really big organizations, mm -hmm. film studios, you've got to show a powerful team. It's not enough just say, Hey, we hired on George, our CTO. He's got a few years experience and, you know, he went to Ryerson and he's, you know, he's got, they want to, if they're going to trust you, you have to be able to present people mm -hmm. like uh, Andrew McCann with that kind of pedigree. Is that a big part of is that a big part of why you had to bring him on? And also, is that more third-party validation that someone with his pedigree that probably has no shortage of offers of where he could end up mm -hmm. uh, came to Matri? Uh, some of that, I think more than that is that he can deliver. You know, he, you know, he certainly sees what we're doing and recognizes this is the future of our business globally. At an enterprise level, companies gonna, are going to have to do this to survive, I think, long-term. We can't afford to have these shutdowns, and he recognizes a need for that. You know, I like to say that these shutdowns that we have are kind of like uh, binge diets. You know, somebody goes on the binge diet, they come off the binge diet, they've lost the weight. Within weeks, they've probably gained it all back and probably a few extra pounds while they're at it. Well, unfortunately, as we sit here on April 22nd in Canada, we're right now coming off of our last binge diet, which is our last shutdown, and now we're in the worst shape we've ever been as a country in terms of COVID numbers. To keep that from happening, data has to come into play. Yeah, yeah too data. much. I know in Ontario, the biggest blame we have the premier and, every, and everywhere, even the federal, you know, federal, federally the prime minister, it just doesn't seem like they're going on holistic data. They're using one data point, how many people are being infected, but they're not taking into account big data to really figure out deep down why is this happening? What solutions can we implement at these choke points in order to mitigate all this? They're just looking at the end result rather than all that powerful data leading to the end result that could make such a big change, right? Agreed. I, I think also we need to lean into the problem instead of leaning against it. That makes sense. Resisting it and just locking down doesn't fix it. If no. you lean into it and add measures and you, and you think of it as like a Swiss cheese, 
you know, the more of those pieces of the Swiss cheese you put together, the more holes you cover, the more chances for transmission. So vaccination is important, you know, as is testing is important, as is PPE wearing is important, but then all, then, then all of that wrapped around with some kind of protocol to trace what's going on inside an organization. So you know where people are navigating and where they're moving and if they're working on an assembly line or they're in an office, you put all those things together, those become means to actually reduce transmissions. I think that's how we beat this. Yeah, and it's amazing to see how Matri is starting to morph now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning, it would have been easy for people to think, okay, Matri is a good source, great, great platform supply chain for PPE, which if it was just that, that would be pretty good because we have a big need for that. But you're, you guys are bringing in such a technological wrapping around all of that. And there's more, and by the way, I don't know. I've just seen, you know, I've just heard a little tidbits, but I don't know the big picture, but just seems like more and more technology is being brought in to make this a really powerful solution. So I can't wait for that. Now, if we ended the interview there, we'd say, hey, Andrew, great, uh, great on the UK, great on the appointment of the new CTO. See you next time, you know, when more stuff's coming up. But on top of that, since last week, you also added, former Johnson Johnson executive Bridget Ross to the advisory board. Now, this is, I mean, I'm going to read off a couple of things. She's currently a board director for uh, Le Maitre Vascular, which trades on the NASDAQ. Mm -hmm. She held several executive roles at the world's largest broadly based healthcare company, Johnson Johnson, which we all say is J&J. &J. Mm -hmm. While she was there, she was appointed vice president commercial operations of its North American medical device sector, which mm -hmm. is huge and entirely, entirely <laughs> relevant. Uh, and that was after previous roles as global president of two J&J subsidiaries. Again, wow. This isn't just, yeah, we added George to the advisory board, smart guy, sure, let's add him on. This is another powerhouse. Uh, Third-party validation is obvious because someone like her is just not going to put her name to a company unless she's done all her due diligence. Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what are your plans for her? What does she bring to the, what's she gonna add to the table from her entire menu? I can only imagine her Rolodex and her menu of what she can bring to the table. Well, I think the experience says it all. You know, for us, you know, I'm a technology guy. You know, my background, George, we talked about in our last interview, I come out of the tech world. Primarily, I work in the U.S. Uh, as you know, I'm, I am a Canadian, and very proudly, but you know, certainly had a very good career in California. But I'm a tech guy. You know, I understand how to build systems. I understand logistics. I understand all, the, all those components. I need to surround myself with the smartest people I can possibly find. You know, and it, if nothing, it was definitely validation to your point that we have the right vision. I think, and we have definitely have a shared vision with Bridget. Uh, but she also brings a ton of experience, not only in understanding how to navigate the healthcare world, distribution channels, and all of that, but more than that, she's also really pivoted herself. If you look at her current role, she's CEO of another health tech. Uh, and much of it is in wearables and some other interesting things. So it very much is complementary to what we do, and her guidance will be invaluable. You know, there's a, there's a number of places. You know, you almost have to be careful with yourself when you have these advisors, recognizing they still have full time jobs. You almost you know you have to be really conscious of their time and just use them strategically to ask the right questions. You know, somebody I would have loved to have on our board, but I but I, at the very least, I'm just honored to have her as an advisor. You know, we have such a solid team now here, and she I think she rounds out really everything that we need to be successful. And it's not just her, um, her knowledge, but her contacts, her network. Mm -hmm. uh, is there, there, there almost isn't anything you'd like to make happen that I don't think she, she couldn't make happen with one 
or two degrees of separation. I mean, how much comfort does that bring to you and to the shareholders of Matri to have someone as powerful as her? Well, it wasn't a hard sell to the board that we wanted to add her. Oh, no, of course <laughs> she, not. She, she definitely brings that. There isn't a single investor I've spoken to that isn't thrilled with having someone like that. But then you look at our whole team. You know, if you, you know, kind of recap on our team, we've got a former Minister of Health, Tony Clement, on our board. We've got a former Chief Digital Officer from Bayer on our board. Uh, we've also got the current president of the CPDN, the Canadian Pharma Distribution Network, who also happens to be former CIO and, and business development at GSK, GlaxoSmithKline. And we've got a retired physician who was at, at the Faculty of Medicine at McMaster. So that's a pretty serious board of directors. Our advisory, again, made up of, we got Bridget, who adds an incredible advisory group. One of them, we got one, one individual, Dr. Ann Snowden, she does po public policy for, for healthcare supply chain. Uh, we've got so you know, so so for me we've got I think we've got a really solid group we got a geneticist and and a biotech executive who now resides in Europe somebody in Norway so that's our gateway to Europe so we're kind of we're kind of building this out we got Yasmin Rouleau who understands healthcare channels and understands tech and data to me we've got just a solid team and I know I'm leaving a few out but just of note you know you bring Bridget to that to that team and what a powerful board and advisory so so to me at my speed dial now I've got what I need to be successful. And as a message to shareholders, more than just stacking your resume, mm -hmm. I think it's pretty clear when I look at a company objectively, client or not, I'm not, I'm just not going to say it if it isn't the case, but it's clear or it should be clear to the investment world that, that Matri is hunting for big game, big bear, that you guys are going after really, really big things. Um, uh, and again, like I said, if you were just a PPE, you know, a, a really good certified PPE platform, that would be great. But that's clearly just the small foundation. I mean, last last question, not question, but last word to you. If you want to expand on that, paint that picture of where you see Matri 12 months from now. Great question. So my background specifically is hunting big game around the world. You know, as you know, my background, so I handled you know, very large carriers and telecoms on a global scale, you know, Latin America, across the United States, uh, Asia Pacific, Europe. So I have a lot of experience globally doing that, really that those large deployments. I see implementing health tech and healthcare policy, and we'll, we'll call it as software as a service, to big game is something that's my comfort zone. You know, now I have the, the right board and advisory to build all of that together. So 12 months from now, I see us with a couple of good sized customers and lots of mid to mid tier doing really acting as their trusted advisor, software partner, SaaS provider, giving them the ability to safely manage their operations. You know, if 12 months from now, if we've done our jobs right, our clients will have some kind of predictability of what the next, you know, nine, 10 years are going to look like. Well, Andrew, I got to tell you, uh, watching these press releases come out one by one by one, especially I'm a big fan of great people around a table means great things are, are, are likely to happen. So I love the addition of McCann uh, and uh, and uh, sorry, Bridget uh, also, which is which is pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, can't wait to see what this team that you're leading is going to be coming out with uh, over you know through the summer and into the end of the year. We'll, we'll stay tuned. Last to come. Thank you, George. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite 
podcast platform to Andrew Morton. He's CEO of Matri Health Technologies, trades on the CSC under MTEC. And for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt under D84, a lot to absorb here. uh, And we know a lot of it is, look, most of us didn't even know the term PPE 12 months ago, let alone wrapping in technology and all and, and all of that and where it's going to go. Because a lot of us, a lot of people have made a mistake saying, well, once vaccinations come out, then there won't be a need for PPE. Exact opposite. You know, the biggest corporations, the biggest organizations in the world are not going to just sit idly by and wait for the next uh, avalanche to hit them. So PPE and technology around that, data around that is going to be very, is going to be mission critical to all big organizations going forward. They're just going to be ready. And Matri uh, is, is, is positioning itself to be that company. So your job now is to do your due diligence, go to the Agoracom hub for Matri, go take a look at the profile page where, you know, neatly summarized at a good, I don't want to say 30,000 feet, 10,000 feet level, really good understanding of what the company does. So you can get yourself acquainted with it get comfortable. And then you can see it right above Andrew there, go over and you can obviously do it from Agoracom, but go to matrihealth.ca and do your really, really deep dive. Guys, this is going to be a massive industry. Uh, Here's the number, the global PPE market size expect to reach $125 billion by 2027. All right. So this is a monster market and Matri is just the very beginning of positioning itself. So do your due diligence. Don't say we didn't tell you so 12 months from now. Have a great day. See you next time.